Hi, Satellite Sisterhood. Leanne, Liz, and Julie here with a just a special snippet episode. Special snippet? It's more than a snippet. Okay. It's an oh. installment, Leanne, of something that's very important. It is. It's true. It's important to me. I'm very excited that my new novel, The Sweeney Sisters, will be out in a couple of weeks. At the end of April, my new book, The Sweeney Sisters, comes out. And I'm excited to share an audio clip of the audio book. I mean, that wow. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I've I never hear it. I've never had actually a book, an audio book produced for many of my fiction. So mm-hmm. this is exciting to me and I'm excited to share it with you. But I wanted Julie and Liz to tell everybody a little bit about the story of the Sweeney sisters. Okay. So we're guessing it's about sisters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding. Okay, that's good, Lena. That's good. A subject on which you are very knowledgeable. Well, you know, I actually said to the editor at one point, I'm pretty much a professional sister. Uh-huh. Like, that has been my role for the last 20 years. You know, doing Satellite Sisters for 20 years, I've thought a lot about being an actual sister to you. Uh-huh. But, like, sisterhood in the larger sense. We've heard from a lot of experts about sisters and from tons of people in the audience who wish they had sisters or have sisters or they're this sister or that sister. So yeah. we talked a lot about sisters, so I finally put it in a book. Mm-hmm. So yes, The Sweeney Sisters is really about sisterhood and how the definition of what that means changes over time. Mm-hmm. So that's what but I would it's say. Not, it's not us, though, right? Is it, Land? No, it Julie, you know, it's not us. It's a couple of things about The Sweeney Sisters. It is about three sisters. They grew up in Southport, Connecticut. Their father was a literary lion, kind Mm. of a John Cheever meets John Irving type. So not all perfect. Not all John John Irving. (laughs) Some John Cheever. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. They learn after the death of their father of the appearance of a fourth Sweeney sister, (gasps) thanks to a DNA test. Wow. So... that's very timely, Liam. Super yep. timely, right? When I pitched it, it was very timely. It yes. seemed fresh, and now there's a story every single day in the news. But here's the deal. Here's what you need to know about the Sweeney sisters. It is about sisters, but it's not about my sisters. Uh-huh. Okay? I, I, you know, it's not about you or Julie or Monica or Sheila. No, I'm over it. I'm over it. I yeah. read the book. I thought, yeah, I no. Leanne, I have to tell you, I was looking for that when I read the book. <laughs> but I, the sisters are familiar to me. But I could I could see that it wasn't necessarily us. Yes, that's true. And one of the weird things about being someone who's a writer writing about sisters is people also know you. Yes. Like it's one thing oh, to true. just be a writer writing about your actual sisters who no one actually knows. But people actually know you. So I really yeah. worked hard to not have it be you. Okay. Uh, so, okay, it's about <laughs> sisters, but not my sisters. Liz, it, did you know that? That's quite a quite a bit of insight there. Yeah, Thank no, you. that's a big I, I, Yeah, I had never really thought about it that way. But of course. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, okay. It's set in our hometown of Southport, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But the, the characters are fictional. Yes. But the town is a character in and of itself. Wouldn't yes. you say? You've read the book. And it's very real. Yes. yes. Southport uh, has very... It's, you nailed it, Lynn. Okay. If you have not been to Southport, you're going to want to go to Southport at some point in your life. <laughs> Well, and I, we'll see. I, was, I was looking for a town where it's sort of picture perfect on the outside, but then there's stuff happening behind oh, yes. the brass knockers <laughs> on the doors of those, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. center hall colonials. Like mm-hmm. stuff is happening. 
Oh, no kidding. People, yes. people have things going on in their lives. So, you know, that's so it really fit with that. My mm-hmm. other books have been set in my current hometown of Pasadena, California. So it was kind of fun to go back and set a book in Connecticut. And then the third thing, this is true, is that we have not discovered a secret sibling. No, we so- have not. <laughs> No. Oh, yeah, that's very important to underline. Yeah, yeah. we still can't even explain oh. some of the siblings we have. Yeah. yeah. You know, how that could all be part of the same DNA. I mean, we yeah, we have very different looks and attitudes and yeah, yeah, lifestyles. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you didn't unearth any other siblings. Yeah. yeah. But an important part of the book, Leanne, is that it's really as much about how the definition of what being family changes over time. Yes. A very modern, surprising view of that. Yes. So I like that. It's not some homey old tale of, you know, little women. No, not I don't mean to bash little women. But you know what I mean? It's right. just like little women, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. I take that back. But <laughs> Well, actually, Liz, the book was inspired by a Facebook post in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Really? And, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're on this show, Lee, and I've never heard this. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So um, a couple of years ago when I was sort of putting together the idea from this book in a very quick fashion, I've told that story before, but I remembered seeing a post on Facebook and it was, uh, you know, a regular and a three adults and there was a guy in the picture and uh, the caption just said, I don't, I'm not going to go into details, but we just discovered that we have this brother and here he is. And here we are. And like everybody, you know, thumbed up it, you know, thumbs up, yes, thumbs yes, up. Right. And I was thought to myself, would it be thumbs up? What, <laughs> what would it really be like if you're a grown up, yeah. you know, thirties, forties, fifties, and you discover thanks to these DNA tests, yes. like, that you have another sibling. It completely changes, you know, your position in the family in terms mm-hmm. of oldest, youngest, middle. Completely changes your relationship with your mother or your father or yes. both your parents. Changes right. your childhood. Yeah, everything that you thought was one, one truth is not that, right? Right. It, it's really like an interesting uh, situation to ponder. So that is actually how I started putting the um, the book together. Mm-hmm. And the story together was in pieces from that Facebook post. So mm-hmm. because I think it's happening literally every day mm-hmm. now. You see people talking about it and writing about it and yeah and uh there are support groups online for this and all kinds of things and no uh, that's a huge cultural shift too. right yeah it's in a, the old days you just never found out about those you wouldn't secret know. siblings no. there would just be rumors yeah and of course no one ever told you because they you were never going to find out about it yeah right, right. i mean right. <laughs> yeah Never prove it, even if you did find out about right, it. Yeah. Right. So it's just un, it's sort of an unbelievable thing. So yeah. that was the inspiration for the Sweeney sisters was, you know, growing up in the town that we did and this story, but also wanting to make it contemporary and modern about women facing different choices in their life and, and the definition of family. That's one of the things I loved about it, Leanne, is that all of the women, both the mother and the secret sister, as well as the three sisters, they all have very interesting lives themselves and complicated lives, you know. So I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed that not only is it just a take on Southport, Connecticut, which I appreciated, but you have other 
big worlds in this book. Like because the father was this literary lion, you have a lot of really fascinating observations about the literary world and how power works in the literary world and all of that. I loved that. There's a whole academic angle because some of the story is set at Yale University, which is also very near where we grow up. Right. You just have really a good eye for details about these worlds. I think I said to you off mic, like all the stuff you even write about the town we grew up in. I was like, well, I never knew that or I never noticed that or you're you're a novelist for a reason. I'll just say that. I have, I mean, I have to say, I, I, I would, the only thing I would add to that is you, you also have excellent minor characters, mm. characters that you know, play some role in the story, are not, you know, one of the three sisters, but they're interesting in in their own right. And that uh, I, you know, I, I enjoyed that part of the book as well, too. Oh, well, thank you. All right, sisters, that was unsolicited, but thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, well, let's dig into some of the details sure. that, that people need to know. So the book comes out when? It comes out April 28th. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. pre-orders are available now. If you're listening to this before then, you can pre-order um, both the hardback or the audiobook, which you're going to hear oh. a snippet of. Yeah. Um, you can always go to Amazon. You know, they sell everything, including my book, which would be great. Mm-hmm. But if you want to support your independent bookstore at this time, that you can go directly to their website to order the hardback. And uh, I know, like, my indie bookstore in Pasadena, you can actually order it and they'll run it out to the car for you. They're doing cur- oh, wow. curbside delivery. Uh, it doesn't come out till April 28th, though. Or you can go for the audiobook to a, a site called LibroFX. Uh, Libro.fx is the mm-hmm. is the URL you're supposed to use. And that is a collective that has um, – it works for independent bookstores. You can buy audiobooks through them, and some of the money goes back to these indie bookstores. Oh. So if you, oh, don't, right. if you don't have an Audible account, don't want to use Audible for some reason, you can go to Libro.fx to support your local bookstore. Oh, that is really good to know. I never knew you could do that. Yeah. If there's yeah. anything else you want to know about the book, you can go to leandolan.com. That is my website. That's a better place to go than Satellite Sisters. It's a fresh new website. Yeah, I just it launched oh, it. looks it. great. Yeah. yeah. So, the pictures are good, Liam. Yeah. yeah there will be uh, guides up there for book clubs and things like that. Uh, I'm trying to do a lot of interesting things online. So please follow me. My author page on Facebook is Leanne Dolan. My Twitter handle is at Leanne Dolan. And my Instagram, at Leanne Dolan. Okay. Pretty straightforward. All right. We'll put Nothing that in tricky. the notes here, too. It's good. L- ha- L-I-A-N. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the trickiest part is knowing how to spell your name. I know. L-I-A-N-D-O-L-A-N. That's true. But the other thing is when you have a name no one else has, you can get all the ats. You're- oh, that's true. <laughs> yes. Not a lot of competition. So just at Lee and Dolan. So, all right, I wanted to set up this clip. Yeah, what I are we about to hear? Thank everybody for their support of Sweeney Sisters in advance. It really means the world to me. I'm excited for this book to come out in the world. So, um, so there are three Sweeney Sisters. You're going to meet the oldest sister, Liza, in this. This is from the first chapter of the book, and we meet each sister individually in sort of their in situ, as they as they say. So Liza owns an art gallery in Southport, Connecticut. She's the oldest sister. She's responsible. She's the one that everyone calls first for things. She's sort of taken on this responsibility with a touch of martyrdom, <laughs> which you know we love about older sisters. You know we love that. And of course, it is not. Uh, it is not us. It's and not I'm, you. It's not you. It's not you, Jill. <laughs> but uh, so uh, so we meet Liza. She has a couple from Florida in her gallery. They're looking to spend a lot of money on a small painting for their guest bathroom. 
which is sort of Liza's bread and butter. You know, she's trying to sell the bigger paintings, but she's just going to crank out those $1,000 guest bathroom oils to whoever wants to buy mm-hmm. it. So we meet Liza uh, there in her gallery talking to the Floridians. And then okay. she gets a phone call. Aha. Uh-huh. And that's it. So I'd like to thank uh, William Morrow for supporting the book and providing this um, audio clip. Also, Brittany Presley, who's the narrator. And one last thing. I want to mention that you made the Goodreads list of most anticipated books of the spring, Leanne. So that is huge. It's a very big I was honor. looking at that list, and I had heard of everyone else on that list. <laughs> so the Sweeney Sisters, one of the Goodreads most anticipated books of spring. Congratulations. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. All right, here it is, uh, the audio clip from the Sweeney Sisters. She had been raised well and married better, at least in terms of financial stability. Her business was a success, and not the tax write-off her husband, Wit, expected when he gave her a lease and seed money as a Christmas gift, thanks to his particularly large bonus that year. As Wit handed her the keys to the front door, he said, here's a little something to keep you busy. Liza did get busy, creating a space for art that the townspeople could point to as a sign of their impeccable taste, and which she could use to establish her own identity outside of her father's well-known reputation, or her husband's centuries-old local heritage. So no, Liza didn't have to indulge her visitors. But she also understood, after 10 years in sales, that you never really knew who had money and who didn't. She'd made that mistake early in her career, judging a client by his brand of shoes and letting him walk out the door, learning later that he was a newly minted billionaire. Never again would she let her unconscious bias against cheap footwear or loud clothing cloud her business practices. Just then, her cell phone rang. The screen flashed the name. Julia Ruiz, her father's housekeeper, a title that didn't even come close to describing the services and the peace of mind she'd provided over the last two decades. Julia was more like an entire home care agency in one. Housekeeper, day nurse, cook, dog groomer, plant waterer, and life coach. She had come to work for the Sweeney family when Liza's mother was sick and never left. After Maeve died, she cared for Liza's younger sisters, Maggie and Trisha, and now for her aging father. Liza had been Julia's point person since day one. The two of them kept the Sweeneys on track. It was unusual for Julia to call in the middle of the workday. She usually communicated via text or fridge post-it note. Excuse me, please, Liza said to her new best friend who was headed to the second floor. I have to take this. Feel free to poke around on your own upstairs. I'll meet you in a minute. What Liza would remember when she thought back on that phone call was the pleading in Julia's voice, so unlike her usual softly accented pragmatism, as if rushing to the big house on Willow Lane could have made a difference. Liza would remember the whoosh of panic that swept through her, giving way to complete focus, allowing her somehow to explain to the Floridians that she had to close the gallery immediately due to a family emergency. The man in the golf shirt looked concerned. Is there anything I can do to be of service? Apologizing while ushering them out of the door of Sweeney Jones, Liza reassured them. It's nothing serious, only something that needs my attention. I understand you're leaving Southport, but please let me get your contact information. I'll have my assistant send you photos this afternoon of some paintings that would be perfect for your guest bathroom. We'll cover the shipping as a thank you. While the husband handed Liza a card, 
The wife asked if she could let them know the paint color of the gallery door, as long as she was going to be emailing them. This is the kind of blue I'm looking for. It's Benjamin Moore Kensington blue, Liza said so automatically she startled the wife. Well, thank you. Honey, can you put that in your phone? She turned to Liza with her own surprise, a warm hug that Liza accepted. I hope everyone in your family is fine. God bless you. God bless you was something that Liza could never pull off saying in a million years. But coming from the petite blonde in the yellow sundress, Liza found the sentiment comforting. It allowed her to take a deep, deep breath, to steady her hands so she could lock the door of the gallery. She didn't even bother with the alarm. She'd call her assistant Emily or her Sunday saleswoman Jenny once she got to Willow Lane. But first, Elizabeth Sweeney Jones had to call her sisters.